0: Hello everyone. This is Dovie Shapiro, and today I'll be interviewing Rabbi David Ziegler, Shliach to Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, on the topic of advisory board. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more shluchim. Their shluchim. Thank you, David.
1: Thank you, Dovi. It's a pleasure to uh, to uh, have this opportunity, and thank you for the service that you're providing.
0: And I would like to give special thanks to the sponsors of the Shluchim podcast. Sloven Jewelers and the Smetana Group. Thank you for making the Shulkin podcast available to all Shulkin. Okay, let's get right to it. What do you call so, your advisory board?
1: We uh, we have uh, our advisory board. We call them the steering committee. Obviously, we have the uh, the 501c3 board, which is uh, the official legal board, the one that has true power, and that's uh, you know five people, which are Lubavitchers. Um, but the, the Balabatam and there's no balabatim on, the, no, on that real board, but on the steering committee, this is made up only of local balabatim, key balabatim, and that's what we call them, the steering committee.
0: How far into your shluchas did you start it, and why?
1: We just finished, we just celebrated our eighth uh, anniversary on our shluchas. Uh, we started it about six years into our shluchas. It was a very simple reason. We were just frustrated. We were fr- I was frustrated that Balabatim were just not getting involved enough. It was all my private headache. All the Balabatim, they were talking. Uh, they were, I heard them talking that nobody knew what's going on. We're moving into our, new, into our new chabana, into our own building. And I always felt like it was my problem. Paying the mortgage was my personal problem. What, what the city... Uh, uh, zoning permission status was was always my personal problem. And it bothered me to no end. It was then that I started getting balabatim involved. And in the beginning, I got the wrong balabatim involved, unfortunately. So I learned from trial and error. And, you know, we had to dump certain people off of the board. But, uh, but eventually, we ended up with eight balabatim. Each one is committed. Each one brings energy to the table. And now when we have a conversation and we talk about the real issues of the House of the Shul automatically I can assume that the whole community knows what's going on, because if each fellow us talks to four or five other people, then automatically that's 50 or 60 other people, uh, and automatically everybody knows what's going on, and everybody feels that this is a community issue. It's no longer my personal problem that's keeping me up at night. An amazing thing that happens over here is that it used to be I didn't sleep at night because of the mortgage. Now the fellow and the steering committee, they're the ones not sleeping at night because of the mortgage. I'm sleeping sound. It's amazing. Baruch Hashem. Wow.
0: Okay. So I would like to talk with you, you know, how you make that happen. Let's continue with a few practicals. How do you decide who to pick for the advisory board? What's a good What's What's the good criteria?
1: Okay. So if I have to put some criteria, number one, I I want to choose people that are respected, people that have that other people look up to, for whatever reason, whether it's because of their intelligence, they got to bring one of three things to the table. Here they are. It's got to be either time, treasure or talent They either got time, a lot of time on hand to really do the work or they got treasure which is guilt or they have got talent like a doctor, I mean an attorney, an accountant a builder, people that have experience. Time, treasure or talent are our three criteria um, also very 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 important and the mistake that we made in the, in the first uh, few months of, uh, or years I guess as we were setting up the steering committee was that we got all about them who felt that I worked for them that was a very big mistake. I thought Balabatim on, on certain programs. Before we launched a full-blown steering committee, we had uh, like a Torah project or, uh, or a dinner committee. And certain Balabatim, when they became the chairperson of that committee, they felt that they needed to give me jobs. They needed to tell me what to do. And, of course, I didn't appreciate that. And those are the guys that I very carefully needed to drop off the committees. The people that you need on the board are people that genuinely care for the Shalia genuinely care for you and they understand how busy you are running a show, and uh, running the ruchmias of the show, and being a shliach and being a father and being a husband, people that understand how busy you are and people that want to take the time off of your hands instead of adding the responsibilities onto you. So between those criteria is how we choose our committee.
0: Give me, give me some examples of the responsibilities of your steering committee.
1: Okay, the steering committee is made up of eight people. Each one is a, is a chairperson of their individual committees. So while the individual committees re- meet regularly, sometimes with me, sometimes without me, what happens is, most of the time it's with me, what happens is, is that they all come together as one master committee, as the steering committee. We meet once every six to eight weeks approximately, depending on what's going on and how busy things are. So each one of them is really giving a report to the, to the rest of the steering committee as to what their subcommittee is doing. So I'll give you an example. There's one lady, she's in charge of the kiddush committee. Kiddush used to be a massive headache for me and my wife. It's no longer. She not only arranges them the menu with a caterer, she actually fundraises from the various volubactors in the shul that come regularly to shul. She's got the yard site list. She goes after them because she says, listen, your mother's yard site coming up, you gotta sponsor the kiddush. We have a membership committee. We've got a, um, ritual committee. That's an interesting one, the ritual committee. These guys are just helping me run the actual shul and um, you know, just I- issues relevant to alias and do we ask for, uh, for donations during the Shiberiach or do we not ask for donations during the Shiberiach? I like it to be the Balabotim's decision. Something that I want you to realize is that the steering committee, because they have no teeth, really, we don't ask them questions that are really important. We're only asking them questions that are, that are, um you know, that that, that we don't mind one way or the other. But stuff that's, like, really important, for example, you know, if the event should be kosher or not kosher, obviously that's not even up for, for debate, and that's not a question that we pose to the committee. And they understand that ultimately the rabbi and the rabbis can hold the veto power, but we always give them a feeling that the questions that we ask them are ones that we will respect their answers. And we sometimes take a majority vote at the steering committee, and whichever way it goes, even if the rabbi is in the minority, I will go with the majority because the questions raised on the items of the agenda are ones that I don't mind going either way. So that's a very important factor. So again, we've got a kiddush uh, chair, a membership chair. We've got a ritual chair. We have a um, golf committee chair, a building committee chair. We have a finance committee chair. This is the, the accountant, the one who, who knows all the finances of the show, which is an amazing committee to have, and um, a cultural events chair, and as well as a school chair.
0: Just a few questions about the committees that you have. When it comes to a finance committee, how do you set it up in a way where you're totally comfortable that someone in your chabad house, you know, everything that's going on with the finances?
1: Look, some Shochim might think I'm crazy. Um, And some Shochim I don't know. I don't know. I just do my own little thing here. I basically found a that is that is a, a dear friend, a true personal friend. And I found a degree of comfort in this relationship, and my wife told the same way, where we can really talk to them about everything. And I was once speaking to a shliach, of uh, Paltiel, from Port Washington, Chabad. I asked him, uh, Shalamesha, I said, what is one thing that you wish you knew back then, when you started off, that you know now? And he said to me the following words, which made all the difference. He said to me, don't keep any secrets for your Balabata don't keep any secrets from your mom Ashley A feels that he needs to keep secrets and don't tell them about the mortgage and don't tell them about the interest rate and don't tell them about how bad we're doing. No. Now this finance committee, this accountant, not only does he do all of our books free of charge, but he tells me how well we're doing, where we need to improve, what's going on, where the projections are. He'll call me into the meeting and he'll say, Rabbi, listen, you know, last March we did great. This March, uh, not so good, whatever. We've got to do, we, we've got to, bring this item up on the agenda of the, of the committee, so that the Balabatim should know that what the issues are. Why should the rabbi have this all on his own shoulders? Let the Balabatim understand, guys, there's bills to pay. We need to get through this, and we're a community. We're not an individual. So I, I, I found a personal degree of trust with this accountant. Uh, again, you might think this is crazy, but uh, when it came to the building fund, he, 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 became the, uh, the, he would sign checks for the building fund. Um, it just was too much for me to handle and I I was perfectly comfortable with
0: that. So in short, if it's the right person who's on the advisory board and who's dealing with the finances, then you could feel comfortable. So the the, the first step is getting the right person. And then, like uh, Rabbi Paltiel mentioned, we should be comfortable hearing the truth because then then they'll help us.
1: Yes. And I find that by giving the Balabatim a sense of responsibility, they automatically get a sense of ownership. And they'll be the most amazing thing happened when we started the steering committee over half of the volunteers on the steering committee um... Gave, started donating so much more than we ever dreamed imaginable they started donating in... in uh... Just, just so much more than we ever even dreamed and not only that but they started getting their friends involved because they felt this is my baby this is my, this is my thing
0: So another question what is the the function of the membership committee?
1: Okay, this is probably another whole discussion in and of itself. We 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 uh, the membership committee is really uh, an extension of uh, 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 or the 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 origin of the steering committee. You know, Balabatin they walk around and they come they come uh, to your event one Purim, maybe, and you think because they're on your CMS mailing list now they're they're part of the show part of the Chabad house. Meanwhile, next time you see them, they say Rabbi, yeah, we we joined the local Reform temple and you felt like a piece of garbage because you thought that they you were your Balabatim. So we decided we started a membership. We started something called an optional membership. We tell Balabatim, we tell anybody, how many members do you have in the Chabad of Palm Beach Gardens? We say we have 4,000 members. And they think we're, they, they're like, Rabbi, how is that possible? I say because every single Jew in the city is, is, a, is, a part, is a part of Chabad. But those people who want to help us carry the burden, they get membership. And that's why we call it optional membership. So what they do is, is that they pay $100 a month, and it's amazing. We have a hundred member families now. Baruch Hashem, it's unbelievable. But more than the income is the sense of of belonging that the Balabatim feel. When they talk to their friends, the friends will say, "Yeah, I'm a chabad Jew." He'll say, "Well, I'm a chabad Jew." Why is he a chabad Jew? Because he pays membership.
0: So what does this? What does the committee do to make membership more successful?
1: Well, for starters, the chairman of the membership committee is the one who's constantly approaching Balabatim in the show and he's working very closely with me about. Is this guy a member? Is that guy a member? And I'll say to him, you know, this is such and such a guy, he's not actually a member yet. So he'll call, he'll go out for coffee with him. and he'll say, you know, you know, the rabbi doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, isn't funded by New York. This is not uh, run by uh, Chabad Central. This is funded by the people. And you know, what w- w- would you like to become a member of the show? And somebody poses a question to them. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's the chairman of the membership. And we run membership events. We'll have like a men's club meetings, and we'll talk about this kind of stuff. We'll talk about the social responsibility <clears throat> in a very loose kind of general way that allows all of us to be educated as to what it means to be a member.
0: So, if I can ask the question, what has been the, the biggest challenge that you've had with your advisory board, and how did you overcome it? Because I, I believe that. that Anytime a Switch will start something like this, it's not going to be perfect the first time around. We learn from our mistakes. So what is something that came up for you and and how do you deal with it?
1: Look, bear in mind that the advisory board the steering committee was started after after two years of attempting to create an advisory board. My biggest mistake was getting the wrong people involved. People who every time they would call me, I would shudder because I knew that the this call is basically a, a, a mass load of work that they're about to dump upon me that I'm going to have to do now because they think that I work for them. So it took me about two years to phase out the people who just wanted the glory of being on the board, and I needed to get true, committed workers on that board. So that was the hardest part, was finding the right people and phasing out the wrong people. Certainly was was the hardest part, but what, but I do want to say that when I when I run with them, when I work with the Balabatim, I, I prepare agendas before every meeting. I have a steering committee meeting tonight, and Mr. Shem have already sent out the agenda as well as the minutes of last meeting. And I sit there at the meeting and I write minutes because if one Balabatim says, says something like you know I'm going to make sure that there's a car donated to this auction, then I want to make sure that that's written down. It's sent an email a day or two after the meeting to all the Vallabhatim of the committee with as official minutes which basically says this was noted and documented at the meeting, and at the beginning of the next meeting, we'll review the minutes to make sure that anybody has any errors. So if somebody, you know, if somebody says that he's going to donate the car, let's say, for, for, for the next auction, we want to we follow up in front of everybody else. So people take the whole thing very, very professionally, and they see that I have a lot of bittal towards the committee in terms of uh, working hard to show them that our value and respect their time and, 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 uh, and opinion.
0: I see that, that you, you're, you're, you're completing a beautiful new building, and I'm curious if your steering committee helped you with making the building a reality.
1: One thing I can tell you is that uh, the, 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 the origin of the steering committee started at a point when I realized that I simply couldn't do this on myself. I, I came to a point where I realized that I just wasn't equipped. I could not be a rabbi and a contractor and a shliach. And everything else that I do at the same time, it just was impossible for me to do. That's when I called the steering committee together and I said, guys, I need your help to finish our new show. And of course, they felt very much for that. They very, very much were excited about that. And they were instrumental, instrumental in, uh, in get, getting us to the point that we're at right now. for Hashem.
0: Any last advice that you would offer Yishalia who wants to start an advisory board?
1: I would say be very, very, very careful. Sit down in a closed room, sit down by yourself, maybe with your wife, and think about your dream committee. Think about who you think can help you reach your goals and exceed your goals. Sometimes it's people that don't come to show. Sometimes it's people that that you, you, you're having a hard time connecting with. Maybe they won't let someone with you, but by asking them for help, it's the greatest way to bring them close. I remember Ashliach leaves England. Rabbi Cohen once told me the best way to bring Balabatin close to you is by asking them to help you. Achrei <speaking in Hebrew> ha When they work for you, that's when their hearts are involved in what you're doing. It's the greatest care of. Just make sure you got the right people involved. And one other thing is that each committee needs to have a very strong chairperson. The chairperson is really what makes or breaks the committee. When you have that chairperson who's who's somebody who's committed to you, devoted to you, somebody who loves you and appreciates you, that person will be your right-hand man to make sure that the rest of the committee is on board. Invest time in that relationship with the chairperson. Learn with them. Have coffee with them. Talk to them. Open up to them. Have them share with you their story. You share with them your life story. Have them understand exactly what's on your heart so they can convey that message to the rest of the committee, to the rest of the community, by, by keeping your best interests at heart.
0: Thank you, Rabbi Vigler, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatslacha, and approach to an advisory board. We really appreciate your time.
1: It's really a pleasure, Dov. if I'm able to help even one of the shleich, it's uh, certainly worth the effort. Again, I, I'm not uh, an expert. This is just what, what what seems to be working, Baruch Hashem, in our little neck of the woods here at Palm Beach. And uh, I, I, it's a work in progress. We'll see how it goes, Mr. of Hashem.
0: This is Dovi Shapiro, and I would like to give special thanks to the many shluchim that continue to give feedback. If you have any ideas whatsoever, I would love to hear them, so please email me at at rabbiatjewishflags.com. If you know anyone that wants to sign up for the weekly podcast, they can email me as well with the word subscribe. Make it a great week.